2021 has been quite the roller coaster year for content creators, with more ways to create and share content than ever before. Stay tuned as I reflect on some of the highlights and developments in content marketing this year. You're listening to the Content 10X podcast, where it's all about content repurposing. I'm Amy Woods, and I'm here to help you maximize your content and find smart ways to get your message in front of more of the right people, whilst also saving time. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Content 10X podcast. I'm your host, Amy Woods, and this week I'm taking the time to look back at all the content developments we've seen in 2021. Now, this is the first of a two-part episode where I'm going to review the most recent content developments and then look at what this means for next year. Now, I know it's customary to do a looking back episode at this time of year, but after the year we've had, I think it just feels appropriate to take that moment and reflect on how far we've come. Because at the beginning of 2021, we were still in the full throes of the pandemic. I can only speak from personal experience, but 2021 was a tough time in the UK, with our third most severe lockdown in place for seemingly an indefinite amount of time. Now, I can safely say that I've never been so pleased to run a completely digital business. It meant that we as a team at Content 10X could operate relatively normally through all of these ups and downs and different lockdowns. Now, I say relatively, obviously there was still a lot going on, but thankfully, many of our clients were either operating relatively normally as well or we were playing a really key role in helping them to function and keep their content marketing going whilst they prioritised their time and efforts on other critical activities. Now, of course, we lost some clients, but we found new clients as well. And it was a time when we reflected and decided to niche down somewhat with our offerings and our business and who we work with. And with us and our content, we continued to create and publish content every week, almost no matter what. Now, I don't want to get too cheesy or too corny here, but there were moments where I felt like content helped us to stay connected. And while I couldn't travel or go to meet people or events or anything like that, content helped bridge those gaps. It did that for us and it did that for our clients as well. And I think this was the case for so many people, especially at the very beginning of the pandemic in 2020. In this time, we saw a spike in podcasts and video channels and blog posts. More and more people were investing time in content. For some people, this may be because they had more time, but also just because it was a fantastic way to connect. Remember all those live streams, let's not forget Clubhouse and more on that soon. But I feel like this year separated the hobbyists from the ones who were going to take it to the next level as well. 
One brilliant example of this is the Welsh trio who started their podcast called The Socially Distant Sports Bar and this was back in March 2020. It was phenomenally successful. They stuck with it and now they've got their own TV show on BT Sports which is completely mad when you think about it. You know, I love stories like this. They definitely deserve a feature in our It Started With content series when we pick that up again in season two. And they're just one of many, many examples of people who started with content in the last 12 to 24 months, and we've seen it evolve into so much more. But it's not just content creator newcomers that have evolved. So has awareness around content generally, with Google Trends showing a continued increase in searches for content marketing. Now that's something that doesn't surprise me at all because content changes all of the time. Even if you're a content expert, there's always so much more to learn because content is so closely tied to both the available tech and also our consumer behavior and what is going on in the world right now. And how we communicate therefore through content is just constantly changing as well. Whether it's topical memes, viral social media posts or new platform features, there's always a new way to get your message across. And it all completely varies, of course, depending on your audience. And if you're creating content for content marketing for a business, then it you know it really depends on the business, the niche, the industry and the audience. For example, this year we saw Instagram take it to the next level with Reels becoming an integral feature on their platform. So no longer are Instagram Reels seen as just this TikTok spin-off, but they're actually an integral part of the content sharing app. And they are so, so popular. We see ourselves and our clients get way more views and engagement on Reels than videos posted into the main grid. And they've also recently introduced the link sticker in stories. So no longer is the ability to send people off the platform and have a clickable CTA restricted to those with the swipe up feature, which is typically people with over 10,000 followers. It's funny because such a small thing like being able to add a link can have really big ramifications for businesses that use the platform. But now more people than ever before can use the stories feature to direct people straight to their website or their podcast page or their book page or YouTube channel, wherever it may be. Hey, just a little break from this week's episode to let you know about becoming a content 10x insider. If you want more content repurposing tips and advice, then why not join hundreds of business owners, marketers, and content creators who get them delivered straight to their inbox once a week by subscribing to the content 10x newsletter. As well as tips and advice, you get industry updates, inspiring stories, exclusive content offers, and more. You can subscribe at content10x.com forward slash newsletter, and there's a link in the show notes too. Okay, back to this week's episode. Now, speaking of spin-offs, which we know is just part of the social media world, the platforms are all creating the same features as each other. But one worth a mention is that we've seen Twitter introducing Twitter spaces. 
Now, we'll come on to the rise and fall of Clubhouse shortly, but it's worth pointing out that Twitter really likes to trial new features, and it's then bold enough to remove them if they don't work as well as we saw with Fleets, which was their version of Instagram Stories, which, let's face it, Instagram Stories was their Instagram's version of Snapchat. Now, coming back, so Twitter Spaces, it's Twitter's version of Clubhouse. It's audio, live, listening, social listening, only just this week, in my version of Twitter on the mobile app, Spaces got upgraded to a more front and centre position on the user interface. So it looks to me like they really want to push Twitter Spaces. So we're going to have to watch this space there. But yes, coming back to Clubhouse, how can we forget that? Wait a minute. We did, didn't we? Clubhouse is an excellent reminder that you shouldn't put all your content efforts in one basket. And we were all reminded of that in October 2021 with the great Facebook and Instagram blackout that happened for hours all over the world. But Clubhouse, so Clubhouse feels like a blip now. And it's important to remember that at the time when it was really popular, so many people thought it was going to be the big new thing, but it really didn't last that long. So this comes back to the point I made just before, that a big, big, big dictator of content trends is available tech, while the tech for a social listening app was there, plus consumer behavior and what is going on in the world right now. So Clubhouse emerged in April 2020. A few things going on in the world, including the global pandemic and more than half of the world being in lockdown. So people were stuck at home. People were isolated. The timing played a huge part in Clubhouse becoming really popular in 2020 and into 2021, despite its limitations. So at first it was iOS only and invitation only. I'm not sure about you, but I've gone from seeing hundreds and hundreds of posts a day on Twitter talking about how wonderful Clubhouse is and what's going on on Clubhouse to nothing at all. It feels like it's fallen off the earth. Now, it hasn't. It's still there, but it's not what it was. It was a bubble and it definitely burst. And I think this has taught many people an important lesson that yes, it's important to try new things and never stop experimenting with your content because you never know what you could tap into. But your content strategy needs to be robust enough to let you do that. You need to know that you have enough content working for you on enough other platforms to take advantage of new opportunities. Or you could be sacrificing success elsewhere to take a risk that you're not sure will pay off. So you need to make sure that you have platforms that you have control over, like your website and your email list. And then there's the platforms that you don't, but nonetheless, your reach and your ability to connect with people on them is very, very important. It's that saying again about eggs and baskets, not putting all your eggs in one basket. So when something is taking off, take a step back and work out why because it'll help you determine if it's more of a fad or something that's here to stay. So it's good to ask yourself the question, is it worth investing in this early on? Because if you do invest early on on a platform, the early adopters always you know, can really, really benefit from that. So is this worth getting in early on? Or is it worth continuing with what works for you and you're seeing success with and then just seeing how it goes for others first? So that's just a decision that you need to make and commit to.
So in summary, these are my two biggest takeaways from looking back at the year. The first is a robust content marketing strategy can help you get through anything, even a pandemic. And secondly, we're all experimenting from us as creators and users to those puppeteers pulling the strings and giving us platforms and features to create with. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but every piece of content we create can be a learning experience as long as we keep our eyes and minds open and do indeed learn from it. So that's me looking back at content in 2021 at a really high level. And I'd be really interested to hear what your content highlights and lowlights were from the year. So do get in touch with me on social media to let me know. And I'll be doing my annual content marketing predictions for 2022 episode in a couple of episodes time. And next episode, I'll be rounding up all the top content marketing tips from the podcast this year. So that's one you definitely can't miss. So make sure you're following the podcast on whatever platform you like to listen to podcasts on. Now, if you want help with your content repurposing, then we offer a fully done for you end to end content repurposing service. So do check us out. We have podcast repurposing, video repurposing. We have a specialist service where we work with you to create video content to begin with, and then we repurpose it as well. That's our video 10x exec service. So all the details about how we can help you with your content and your repurposing are at content10x.com forward slash services. And if you don't have a copy yet, then please do grab a copy of my book. It is the ultimate guide to repurposing every type of content. You can find it on Amazon or Barnes and Noble online or head to content10x.com forward slash book. As always, I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening and spending time with me and I'll catch you in the next one.